exists. You guys don't know about kitten porn? That's disgusting. No. That I don't think I want to know. I don't want to know about it. Yeah, that'd be horrible. They're not consenting adults. Although I'm a little intrigued now. <laughs> no, God, no. I mean, you could rule 34 anything, but like, I was I gonna think... say, why would you? But like, I definitely have. You've looked at kitten porn? No. Uh, Rule 34, if it exists, there's porn on the internet of it. Oh, well, yeah. It's like a website. And you can find whatever you want on it. Listen, this is... This has is been that, a very long 40 seconds already. Is that what you're doing when we're like, Danny, come podcast. And you're like, I can't. I'm doing art. Does doing <laughs> art actually mean looking I'm, at... I'm like... Finding things on the internet that doesn't nasty have Rule 34 for it. Nasty and I'm cartoon pics. Mm. You know it. You and your hentai fetish. Ew, gross. Yeah, that's what she says to us, but... Mm. I like... Mm, okay, I was gonna say that, like, I'm not into tentacles unless it's, like, chopped up and, like, cooked into my mouth. Hey, and everybody! Oh, All right, fuck. so welcome to episode 78 of some fucking <laughs> podcast about video games. By Why not the name of our podcast. By, by like I'm just kidding, we really like, love it. By like three people. The fourth person's not here because Will finally crashed his ship into the sun and died. And Will is getting, Will is getting married sun, tomorrow, so he is ostensibly marriage? having his Isn't it the probably same thing, rehearsal though? dinner tonight. Isn't it the same thing? Yeah. I don't well, know what kind of marriage time, you have, but by the time I wouldn't listeners, ever call you mine guys, that. By the time our listeners are listening to this, Will will be happily wed and probably on his way to Hawaii. So, William, since you're probably listening and, to this Oh, i got to go, way, too, because i got to film it all. I told him I'd get in there and get some sweet, sweet, sweet camera picks. angles. Sweet angles? Mm. All right. Yeah, I'm going to Michael Bay that shit. Bring your zoom nice. lens, bro. Explosions. You'll need the Hell zoom yeah. lens. You'll need the zoom lens for show. <laughs> yeah. Get, the, get them get that mac Get that macro lens out. Hell yeah, get them pores. Anyway, congrats, Will, uh, on your wedding. Boys. Have a great time. We'll miss you, but, like, focus on you. Focus on fucking. Wow. <laughs> My uh, God. The poor boy's getting married, and that's all you're thinking about. Yes. Wow. So- anyway, so yeah, Will's gonna <laughs> Will's gonna not be with us for like probably three weeks to a month, and it's gonna be uh, quiet. Yeah, we're not gonna have. We're gonna our have a, a hard time filling out this podcast with ramble. Stuff. I mean, it's gonna have to fall to one of us. So yeah. I guess, dear God, we can't let it fall into you, Danny, because it'll just what be are you nothing. Because this this podcast will turn to a cesspool of filth. I mean, that's what the people come for. <clears throat> get see, it? Look at see, you get said it? it already. Do you get it? That was a joke. What you guys been playing? That's, get it? That's what the people come for. All right, hey, poor princess. How about you go first? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. That was, the, by the way, that was the nickname I came up with earlier that I told you I was going to call you in the podcast. What? Princess? Plort, no, plort princess. Oh, pl- I didn't hear the plort part. Plort that's because you were too busy talking. I'm sorry. Typical woman. Just kidding, women wow. listeners. Wow. Oh, my God. None of that shit on this podcast. This is an equal opportunity podcast. I forgot. I forgot you can't say anything without people getting upset. Yeah, I'm upset now. No, you're not. I'm leaving. You're not leaving. This podcast is 
over. Are you going to be Tristan and say you're going to leave ten times and never do it? Yeah, probably. Okay, guys, I'm leaving. Bye. Bye, Tristan. Uh, now anyway, they're really quiet. Um, so, I have been playing... Well, let me tell a story first. And I... This, oh, I God. <laughs> she is taking over for Will. Okay, I know that I said that I would tell a story before and it didn't turn out to be funny, but this time it's not going to be funny and the point of it is not to be funny. So I'm going to tell a story of something that happened to me today because this has to do with what I've been playing. So I've been playing Monster Hunter Double Cross on my Switch. So why do we um, need a story for that? You just told us. Oh my god, I'm going to tell you how I got it. <laughs> Antonio, let, don't derail me now. I got this. I go girls. Um, so I got Double Cross on Switch, which just released today as of when we are recording this, um, which like I've played a lot of Monster Hunters before and it has so much text and it's all in Japanese. But anyway, it was uh, quite an ordeal to actually get it. Um, so Why I had that? what's up? Why was it an ordeal? Um, basically, since it was only available to purchase through the Japanese uh, eShop, um, I had already had a Japanese eShop account, was ready to go, um, was like in the buying screen, and clicked credit card. I put in my credit card information, uh, which I'll link in the description of this podcast. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I tried to have it go through, and it basically like red text came up and essentially said like you can't do this uh tried all of my credit cards that i have and it wouldn't go through um i went online did some sleuthing was on reddit um went to the playasia website to try to get some e-shop tickets but or uh credits um, for the Japanese eShop, and they ran out of gift cards to sell there. And then I found on Reddit, like, a long thread about how you are able to essentially purchase Japanese eShop gift cards, like the digital codes, um, somewhat instantly from the Japanese Amazon website. So then I went down the rabbit hole of creating a Japanese... Amazon account, like making, uh, oh my god, there's a mosquito right here. I have to kill it. I'm really sorry. Give me one second. Fuck, fuck, he's gone. Oh, here he is. Sorry, 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 sorry. This Wait, fucker has where? been biting me like all what fucking week. I'm so sorry. Anyway, made a Japanese shop account, <clears throat> made an Amazon Japanese account, and Basically, like, went through a whole bunch of steps so I could purchase my eShop, my Japanese eShop gift cards through there. It had to go through, like, a verification process that took, like, three hours per thing that I bought. Long story short, I finally was able to get those codes and buy it. And it was really difficult, and I still don't know whether I got any foreign transaction fee charges on my credit card, but I will find out. Um... But that game's great. I really love it. It looks fucking dope on Switch. It looks so good. Um, it's beautiful. And been playing that. Been playing Slime Rancher. Um, yeah, Slime Rancher. Yeah. What do you think now? Um, 
I'm, I'm definitely, like, it's definitely satisfying in a really weird way, but also, like, I'm so annoyed that I like it so much, and I'm, like, making myself not play it, because it's definitely, like, that very instant gratification Farmville-esque feeling, um, and, like, I don't know. While I'm in the game, I'm feeling, like, productive because you get ports so fast and you can like turn them into currency so fast or like build stuff oh but you can spend but, them real quick oh yeah but i mean like in actuality like this isn't a game that i should like like this isn't usually the type of game that i enjoy and so like after i'm done playing i just feel gross because i spent like three hours straight sitting in a chair and all I did was feed slimes and collect plorts. <laughs> Is that any different than how you sit there for three hours and collect bugs in Animal Crossing though? Um, I, yes. Because at least with Animal Crossing, it's like very clearly more of a collect-a-thon. I find that to be a lot more exciting. Um, okay. And plus there's like other things that I can interact with in Animal Crossing. Like, right. even though it's not necessarily, like, multiplayer social situation, like, there's other characters, there's, like, they each have their own, like, little things that they like, and there's a lot of charm in that, versus, right. like, these slimes don't have personalities. They're, they eat, and they poop, and that's it. There's no other character other than, like, the already written out messages that you can find in the world so it's more of like this solo adventure without much of anything else which like for what it is it's very <clears throat> exciting but like after i'm done actually playing the game i feel like i haven't really accomplished a whole lot um right no i kind of i get that vibe too so. yeah which is absolutely like the kind of gamer that i am like i'm very much someone who's like I love RPGs. I love very story driven. You you games. have to have games that make you feel like you are achieving something. Absolutely. You yeah. have to be building towards something consistently. Like you can't just zen out and and have a good time. Yeah, which is why like I'll go on like Minecraft binges, and then like after playing it for like ten fifteen hours in like a week, I'll be like, okay, like I don't need to play this game for another like three months. Mm -hmm. Um. So, it's good, but it's just not my thing. Um, but it is very, it's a very good game for people who enjoy that time, type of game. Yeah. Um, so, I've been playing that. Um, been playing so much Sonic Mania. It's so good. That game is wonderful. It's amazing. Oh my god, it's, it's just so good. Like... Honestly, like, definitely probably my second favorite game on Switch. It's real good. Yeah, number one. Yeah, but the amount of the love and detail that went into it. Yeah, I, that, that game is such a clear-cut example of what happens when you make a game out of passion. Absolutely, 100%. As a, especially it is a, comparing it, is, it to other Sonic games. You know, like, there hasn't been a Sonic game in the last two decades probably that was made with that kind of love um and it shows absolutely the whole it, time it's just like 
it's just a beautiful like l love letter to the Genesis era. And it's just so, so sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I've uh, been playing D&D. That's not really a video game. It's close. Um, Are you still writing a campaign? I am. How's that going? Uh, it's real good. I'm very excited about it. That's cool. Um... Um, I mean, I think that's really it. Like, a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, yeah, that's really it that I've been playing. Cool. And I haven't played enough Monster Hunter yet to, like, really, like, get into the new content. Because um, it's basically, like, uh, Monster Hunter Generations Plus. Um, yeah, so I have to keep keep at it before I'm like into the new new stuff okay so nice nice Tristan yeah. what about you oh man so I've been gone for two weeks now yeah uh, first I was yeah first I was in Boston for a week working and then I had to go to California for some family business so most of my video gaming has been portable on the switch um, which isn't a bad thing I guess, but I, on the way to Boston, I played a bunch of Splatoon single player. So as good. In most of it, it's, that was the first time that I really delved, like dived into it. I, I had previously just basically straight up played, uh, multiplayer, multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. And that's really, it's not even, it's not even a shooter to me. It is, it is like an action puzzle game when you're yeah. playing single player. It's really, really unique. It reminds me a lot of uh, Mario Sunshine at, at different spots. Some yeah, I can see that. Some of the platforming elements. Some of the platforming stuff, stuff yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And it just looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like how it cuts from when you're when you're playing on, I don't know if this is just a handheld thing, but when you're playing single player, it cuts to 30 frames a second, oh. whereas the multiplayer is a steady 60. That's which is, weird. I would think it would be the opposite. You would think. But no, I guess I mean like Gears of War is like that too. Uh, campaign runs at a slower frame rate than multiplayer. I don't know. I guess it's because like backgrounds and stuff are static instead of. Yeah, it could be. Interact. Anyways, um, I also played a bunch of Breath of the Wild. Still, still awesome. Um, yeah, we've talked so much nice. about that game. You know what that is? It's. Still Breath of the Are Wild. Are you playing in master mode right now? Or I have tried playing in master mode. And you can do it. I can do it and it's fun. It's just so much patience for that, you know, yeah. right now. There's just so many other things that I want to play that I'm like I've already played Zelda's campaign. I'll come back to hero mode like maybe a year from now when I'm it's kind of cleared out of my mind a little bit and I'm ready to go back into it. Cause I play a Zelda game at least once or twice a year. So I feel like next year, probably I'll, I'll go back to it and be like, okay, let's, yeah. let's do this master mode thing. You know, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I played Mario Kart, um, which when I was in Boston, it was there for work and I have to take a bus to get to work. Mm -hmm. It was like an hour long bus ride. And one of my coworkers takes the same bus and he also has a switch. 
So we actually played Mario Kart in the like ad hoc multiplayer mm -hmm. uh, from both ends of the bus. Yeah, I thought that was a cool story. That was really fun, dude. That like is I could cool. just I could look up and just see him getting frustrated when I was like pummeling him with shells and stuff and Oh my god. You just get into it on this like whole other level that you don't get into it on when you're when you're online multiplayer, you know, just yeah. because they're kind of in your proximity. So that was really cool. If you haven't tried that, I, I would suggest finding someone to try that with. Yeah, we should get together and try that. Oh, at Will's wedding. <laughs> yeah, let's all yeah. take our switches to Will's yeah. wedding. And when they say, does anybody object? I just stand up and say, fuck you. Because I just got hit with a blue shell. Blue shell! Yeah. And then Will will just facepalm. And... Sorry, Will. It is forever. Uh, yeah. Uh. So uh, then I had to fly to California last week, and the day I had to fly out, luckily, uh, was the day Sonic Mania came out. So I got that and played that for most of the flight. Uh, that game is, like we just said, dude, it's a goldmine. It is Not only is so it good. perfect for the Switch, but just on like a this game is good level, that game is real good. Uh just even like down to the details, you know, they don't dwell on it, but there's just so much detail and the backgrounds and the music and the character animations that just you don't see in a lot of games. Oh, yeah. Everything. About and it's it made by phenomenal. it was made by a team of, of fans, dude. You know, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Um, so I actually beat that this afternoon when I got home from work um, and immediately wanted to go back into it. Like, that's how good that game is. Because, uh, like, the way those levels are structured, it's like there's so many different branching paths that you could play the same level four or five times and have a different way through it each time. So it never really truly feels like I'm doing the same thing over, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing it, so keep an eye out for that. Um, oh, I've speaking of uh, Sonic Media also, um, if you go on our Twitter... Um, we announced a Sonic Mania giveaway. Um, oh. So just uh, follow us on Twitter. It's just at PixelRaider and um, retweet that tweet and, and you can be in the runnings. What version of Sonic Mania are we giving away? For Switch. Digital. For Switch. For yep. Switch. Okay. Is that because one of you guys got impatient and couldn't wait for your collector's edition to come? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now. I also, I played Slime Rancher because it's part of the Games with Gold, uh, so I got it for free, and I'm kind of in the Danny boat. Like, I get it. I get why it's lovable, and I get why people want to play it. It's fun when I'm playing it, but I just, with the amount of time that I put into other games of that type, like Animal Crossing, I don't think that I have time in my life for a game like Slime Rancher right now. Yeah. Um... But that's not to, like, take away from... Because I can totally see what that game's about, and I can see why Tony and Will love it. Because um, I was having a good time when I was playing. I do have a few minor issues with it, um, like, pace-wise and stuff. But mm -hmm. overall, like, it's... A, it, especially for something that's still pretty early access, I think, it's pretty good. So, I get it. Well, it's not early access anymore. It's not? No, it hit 1.0... Yeah. Like the week before I got it, I oh. picked it up, yeah. Okay. Well, then the Xbox One version needs some work. See, that's what I said. Yeah, the uh, it's uh, 
it's serviceable, but it's way better on on PC and Mac. Some frame rate issue. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go back to it once they put the because it's it's supposed to be one of the Xbox Play Anywhere games. So I looked on their website and they were like, yeah, we're just still working on it, so it'll be there at some point. So when it comes to PC uh, via Play Anywhere, I'll I'll go back and check it out there probably. Yeah. Because I also think that I think I think that game's ultimate home. not to sound like Tony, it would be on Switch because it's a very, a very good example of I could do this while I'm doing other things. You know, at this know? point, I don't think you guys have to say "sound like me" because you've all said it multiple times. No, I'm gonna have still, I? I'm gonna still hammer yes, it in. Danny, you have. I'm gonna With still what? hammer it in. Shut up, Danny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think outside of Switch, I think mouse and keyboard is probably where that game prospers. Um. Oh, for yeah, sure. for sure. And uh, should I play anything else? I've been playing Sea of Thieves. I got in on the uh, early alpha. I can't really talk about it because it's NDA'd. So I can't share details, but I can say... No, don't say anything. You're NDA. I can say things that aren't specific details. Like what I can say is as a co-op centric game, I don't think that I've ever had an experience like that that made me feel the kind of joy that a co-op game has given me. Uh, I don't even know what game you're talking about right now. Sea of Thieves, pirate game. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's the stuff that you've the stuff that you've crazy. told us, which we can't share with you listeners, has me really excited. He hasn't told us anything. I haven't told anybody anything. I'm ND8. I can't. I can't. I can't even let my wife watch me play it. According to Microsoft, which seems like a bit of a stretch because obviously someone's gonna walk by the TV. But some uh, guys camping out like outside your window with a camcorder. Right? Yeah. It's so so weird. Um, Wow. (laughs) I'm really excited for what that game becomes because even in its early form, it's super cool. And. I'm playing Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle because I got it a little bit early. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's good. Holy crap. Uh, so, real quick, uh, GameStop, because uh, I'm talking with someone right now. So, GameStop, uh, not GameStop, GameSpot was like, hey, what's everyone playing this weekend? And I just happened to snap a picture of me holding Mario and Rabbids. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been hitting me up on Twitter right now, commenting and asking what I thought and stuff like that. So, really? oh, nice. yeah, there's there's quite a bit of uh, quite a bit <clears> more <throat> excitement around this game than like even I thought. I I'm surprised. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be this fun. Uh, like, I, let me preface that by saying I am a tactics game fanatic. You know, Fire Emblem, Advance Wars, Final Fantasy Tactics. Those are I spent more hours playing those types of games than probably anything else in my life. This game is perfect example of one of those awesome games. It reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics, the way that characters move around uh, and and the kind of strategy you put into place. It's not it's not like Fire Emblem where mm. everybody's kind of just barreling at each other. Um, it's it's a lot more strategic than that but it's and i never thought that i would say this but holy crap they gave rabbits charm and make me like rabbits yeah and oh prior to this i don't know prior to today i i have never admired or liked rabbits in my life i've just always seen them as minions before minions and just annoying as piss and just stupid 
and now and like they made them in a way that's like endearing which is weird so i'm excited for playing more of that game yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much all i'm playing dude nice nice yeah uh a lot of switch stuff. A lot of switch stuff. I've been playing. Um, I didn't play as much slime rancher because I put like forty hours in last week. Mm. I'm at like forty five. Um, I've, I've, are you are you at a point in that game though where it's like you started to experience everything that's there and now it's kind of just looping for you or is well, there still well, the yeah. one thing that I'll give Slime Rancher honestly was that like I thought that it was like a, a one shot like I know what this game is gonna give me and like put in my way I know like how to do all this stuff and I'm gonna get bored with it within like a couple hours but honestly like it surprised me so much with how much content like ends up eventually getting unlocked um, I'm at a point right now, like with how much I've played that like I've unlocked, um, everything for your actual ranch. I've been starting to like build the things that you can build and did like you, gather did you, the things. Did you unlock the uh, science lab yet? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't unlock that till quite a bit in. Cause I was, I, I unlocked it like five minutes in because I'm a fucking madhouse when it comes to like being efficient. Yeah. See, I was trying to unlock all the areas around me first and then collect all these different kinds of, we took, we had two different approaches, but yeah. I mean, like for me, it became like an obsession to try to figure out like, okay, if I have six cages full of X amount of things and all of my self-feedings are set to the fastest amount and I sleep at this point of the day and I have this many plots of vegetables versus fruit versus blah, blah, blah. Wait, is there actually a reason to sleep in that game? Because I have never slept in the entire time that I played it. Yeah. So that when you wake up, your food's ready to Your food's harvest. ready or... Uh, when okay, you... so it's literally just to pass time. Well, yeah. yeah, and when you're in the science lab as well, um, you can have all these different things like uh, drilling and mining for minerals and stuff. And then when you go to sleep, by the time you wake up, it's all done. It's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm at 45 hours in that. I've unlocked, as far as I can tell, all of the main like biomes. Mm. Um mm. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the end game is, like what the actual ending is. Um, nor do I really care to find out because I'm just kind of like, that's my kind of zen go-to game yeah, at the moment. Yeah, it's definitely like a feel-good game. Yeah, and for- Until you leave it, and if you're like me, you're like, what the fuck did I just yeah. do for four hours? And that's why, that's why I say, like, I think it would be good on Switch. Cause, I like, agree. Even with a game like Animal Crossing, you know? yeah. Most of the time when I'm playing it, I'm like watching Netflix or talking to my wife or, you know, doing other stuff in the background. Yeah. Um, They would really need to optimize the game, though, because as it is, like, there are frame rate issues on Xbox. Like, it would have a really hard time running on Switch. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I just don't think... If you could get a game like Pikmin running where you have... Uh, 200 different character models on screen at once you could do it with slime rancher i don't see a problem with that it's just a matter of optimizing it like yeah, I, think, you said. I think they could do it i mean i feel like a lot of people just kind of throw things on xbox and ps4 and they're like yeah it runs because i've yeah, had exactly. this i've had no yeah. i'm serious i've had the same thing with uh last year uh, even like astroneer dude like astroneer yeah. runs great on pc and then i don't i haven't gone to back to the xbox version in a little bit but the xbox version was just not 
yeah. nearly as well functioning. That was like this one game I played on PS4. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It was an indie game. Great game, but when I played it, every time my PS4 fan, my PS4's fan would be on high. Really, like it was loud, and it just it just was due to optimization. So, I definitely think they could do it. I, there would yeah. you know it wouldn't be without compromises, some physics stuff, less plort sucking or whatever. But you know, they could mm. do it. Right. So, um, yeah, I've been playing that. Um, playing some Super Metroid on 3DS. Oh yeah. 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 This is your first playthrough of Super Metroid, right? Uh, my first one where I'm gonna definitely try and finish it. Yes. Hmm. Um, nice. Pretending like the internet doesn't exist is hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially for that game. Yeah. It's fortunately though, I'm usually playing it on the train where internet doesn't exist anyway, so it's not that hard to fathom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, like I've been playing Mario and uh, Mario and uh, Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and um, I really like it. I've laughed a couple times. the The writing is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I got to give props to Ubisoft. Um, they. This is a game too where I can feel, I, I can tell that they really, really respect. Dude, the I- they really, really respect Nintendo and their IP, and it. It, I can tell, I can feel that, the, I know we're talking about Sonic was made with love and that was completely obvious, but I can feel that in this game too. Yeah. I'm going to say something really weird right now. Go ahead. Okay. I hope that when they make this uh, Nintendo theme park at Universal. Oh my God, don't say it. It, it resembles that world. Oh, that world is when I'm awesome. walking around that overworld, I feel like I'm walking around a theme park. Yeah, it feels, like, it feels a the, lot like, oh, go ahead. The ambience and the way that it looks and, and just the way that it feels like you're in that overworld. It's like I'm walking around Disneyland or something. It's weird. It's really cool. Like they took – it's like they built upon Nintendo's uh, Super Mario to 3D world. Yeah. But then they put their own cartoony Nintendo-esque flair to it even though they're not Nintendo. Like And that uh, Grant Kirkhope reimagining of the Princess Peach Castle theme, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause I personally like, I liked the first, I liked a couple of the rabbits games. Um, but they definitely overdid it obviously yeah. in the Wii era. Uh, so this has been the first time I've been with the rabbits in a long time. Like gameplay. We should, uh, we should try and get Danny and Philia on here to see what they think about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think like after hearing you guys talk about it. I'm more interested in at least like trying it out before I, I'm like this definitely don't isn't dis- for me. D- definitely I don't think, dismiss it. I think as somebody who likes tactics games as well, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, um, I agree. Because they don't it, it is a little heavy at first. Yeah. But once it settles, it's not too heavy on the rabbit stuff. Mm. Uh, and the combat in that game is totally worth it. And from what I hear and from what I've been reading, it definitely gets challenging, so yeah. We're all in for quite a challenge. Like, it's no slouch. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I haven't had a single battle yet where it was like, and I'm like level five at this point, yeah. stage five or something, and I haven't had a single battle. Where oh, I was like, so like 1.5? I need to restart. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I heard like a good halfway through or so, it's like, bam. Good, I hope so. Uh, it has me intrigued for the DLC too, so we'll see. But yeah, definitely liking that. Um, the rabbits and, and Mario characters go together way better than I thought, so props yeah. to Ubi. Totally. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I'm playing. 
Cool. All right, you want me to breeze through this news, baby? News. Ba, ba, I'll ba, hit ba, you ba. with this news, baby. Here we go. Uh, so in PlayStation news, um, following last year's successful Kickstarter campaign for the fear sec, uh, for fear. Oh my God, <laughs> fuck me. For fear effect, Senda French <laughs> studio Sushi's next project. Should I is take you out to dinner first? <laughs> what? Nothing. Keep going. Oh my goodness. Um, so their next project is going to be a complete remake of the 2000 original. Um, so Fear Effect Reinvented is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC next year. That was that like cel-shaded PlayStation game that everyone was crazy about, right? Yeah, it was the one that had a lot of lesbian advertising to be edgy God. back in those days. My kind of game. Yeah. Anyway, with like, uh, and there was like really no lesbianism in the game at all. They had them in like bra and panties and stuff in their ads. <laughs> I mean, back then that was that was pretty. Interesting. That was like before you could say dick on TV. Yeah, dude. it like, was. was yeah, yeah. Um. So next, hot on the heels of the 1.3 update, which added an ultra hard difficulty, Guerrilla Games just released a 1.32 update that adds a much easier story difficulty for those who want to get immersed in the game's narrative and explore its world without being weary of difficult combat encounters. Wait, what game are we talking this about? This doesn't have the actual game. Tony, what game is this? Oh shit, my bad. Horizon Zero Dawn. That's what uh... I thought, but I I saw Guerrilla Games. The only game like, Guerrilla Games has been updating because... Nobody loves killing. I but I didn't know who Gorilla Games was. It's okay. Yeah, my bad. This... So it's got ultra hard and also story difficulty now with this update. So that's like like if I I like just, just a casual in seeing the story. Yeah, of this seeing game, the game and, and exploring. Which I hear the story is really good. Like I have to actually try to die probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so moving on to Nintendo news, uh, Japan's Pokemon tournament was over seven days. With 2 million attendees who caught over 120 million Pokemon with zero problems. The game's latest update includes data for third generation Pokemon, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Mm-hmm. We're going to get them Hoenn Jam soon. Um, Mudkip for life. Mudkip. Uh, you can now pay for games off Wii U, 3DS, and Switch's eShop with PayPal. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> That's a good thing. It's definitely a good thing. Um, I tried to go through PayPal for the Japanese eShop um, and found out that PayPal is actually region locked. Womp womp. Um, a lot of, so actually, a are, lot of people were super stoked that it wasn't going to be, and then there was a lot of disappointment. Yeah. But that's on PayPal. That's not yeah, totally. PayPal. That's all PayPal. No, no, no. It's 100% PayPal. So if your PayPal account, like when you make your PayPal account, it's going to be locked to the region that you make it in. Um, so, PSA. Cool. Uh, next, Splatoon 2 received a sizable update with many changes, including balances and fixes for both multiplayer as well as Salmon Run. The first thing um, that we noticed after starting the game back up is that Inkopolis seems to run at a solid 60 frames per second. Either oh, that good. or it's not a stuttery 30 frames per second I, like uh, it was yeah, before. I haven't had a chance to get on Splatoon Online since I had like been yeah. traveling. When did it was come so out? I hopped on it last night or the night before. It was like mm-hmm. really late at night, mm-hmm. and uh, it just started downloading an update. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll wait for this update. It went through, it downloaded, right. and then I popped into Angopolis, and I was like, oh wow, this is weird. It's really smooth. So I don't know right. if they're doing. I, I don't. I can't tell if they're doing it at sixty frames a second or if it's a solid thirty with no stutter, but it's. 
not a nightmare to walk around I in. I think because if you're going from a multiplayer game back to the lobby, you would notice if it yeah, was there. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's definitely 60 in-game. And just going from 60 to 30 is a notice of gotcha. It's a lot better. So yeah. next... Oh, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Pocken Tournament DX, which is going to be getting a demo on the Switch eShop uh, in the near now. future. That's nice. out now. Oh, it is out now? Oh, cool. Okay. It's out now. Holy shit, I... I need to download it right now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's available on uh, the U.S. eShop. Nice. Mm-hmm. For the demo. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm asking. As it question. is. Yes, it is. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so also, uh, Rocket League on Switch will receive exclusive cars styled after Mario, Luigi, and Samus. Those look so cool. The Samus one is like oh, the also, Samus like, bright one is orange so with sexy. like green glowing lines around it. And- yeah. Ooh, it's so hot. Like, I would want that in any version. Which I'm curious, because they've said that it has crossplay. Yeah. So, that means they have to put that data into other games. Yeah. So, do they let me... Do they let players on the Xbox version access that? They said, card? no, they said... I mean, they said it's exclusive to that platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's a good way to know that you're playing against someone on Switch, so... Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that'd be cool. You could be um, like, "Oh, uh, Switch Pride, baby." Yeah, and really exciting news: those vehicles are going to be free, but they need to be unlocked through gameplay. So at That's least cool. it's not like a paid DLC content or like microtransaction yeah, yeah. Cool. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, Ubisoft revealed a season pass for the yet-to-be-released um, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, which technically still has yet to be released. Yeah. Um, it will launch alongside the game and include the content listed below on day one, as well as new story content in 2018. Yeah, so day one is weapons. like... Um... Some some extra weapons, yeah, which I think is be, the stuff that's included in the card on my yeah. yeah, eight uh, unique steampunk weapons. Oh, there's um, steampunk weapons. Steampunk and, that is and like okay. yeah, that one's different. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. so, and then after that, you get um, in fall, you get some challenge mm-hmm. maps and and co-op mm-hmm. modes stuff. Yeah. And then uh, they said a campaign, new new story yeah. campaign next year. I'm down yep. with that. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with like, it's not as you know, it's not as crazy expensive season pass yeah. like some other games. Yeah, and I can definitely respect that. Like, they're telling you like what to expect in your season pass yeah. instead of a lot yeah. of different games, which are like buy they the just game announce and a it season and then pass don't tell and you then... until months later. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I... Like, buy the season pass now. Have faith in us, but like, like, think, like you're not going to find out what the content that you're getting is until later. Didn't Bioshock Infinite do that? Like, they yes. announced the season pass and nobody had a fucking goddamn idea until like a year later what was gonna be they did yeah it took them a really long time a battlefront did that too i find is usually pretty good with that for like watchdogs and watchdogs 2 they're like yo here's the season pass here's what you're gonna be getting and they stagger it throughout like a year so they're pretty Mm, they're pretty yeah we need to go back to we need to go back to watchdogs 2 which they got that multiplayer stuff (laughs) nice so, also, Fast RMX will be getting a free update in September. Hell yeah, baby! Which is going to add six new tracks and two new cups. I figured you'd be excited about that. Uh, dude, oh, like, it's not F Zero, but it's the closest thing we're going to get for a while, and I'll take any free. I've played those tracks so many times on the train, and I'll take new stuff any day of the week for that game. It's good. Really good. Yeah. 
Um, so up next, with some like pretty exciting news, um, Final Fantasy XV director Hajime Tabata raised some eyebrows when he kind of announced Final Fantasy XV would be coming to Switch during GamesCon. So during a panel, he didn't said, he say like it, something about like it rhymes with Twitch yeah. or something? Yeah. Um, I have the exact quote here. Um, so, quote, You asked the question, what other things do we have planned in the future? We can't give you any complete solid details right now at the moment, but for our policy writers, we very much do want to move out and do as much as we can with the game with the franchise. There's sure. another certain console out there people may be thinking of. Sounds a little bit like you guys, your name, Twitch. I think we'll just leave it there. It's worth noting this statement is coming close after the announcement of Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition for iOS and Android, so it's entirely possible Square Enix is bringing that version of the game to Nintendo's hot-selling console. Real, real talk, that that Pocket Edition with like the chibi dudes, yeah, looks more appealing. It actually to looks me pretty good. Final Fantasy XV so from, proper. From some things I've read from like press who went hands-on at Gamescom, they said it's actually pretty good. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I. It's a, it's like episodic, right? It's like ten, ten parts. That, so you I, pay that for each I don't part, know, and then honestly, okay, yeah, that's what I read. But it's like, yeah, it's like it's it's designed much more cartoony with, you know. I'm actually more guys, interested so in it too. It it looks like I've been checked out on Final Fantasy since Final Fantasy 13, I think, with yeah. the first Xbox 361, because it was just like hallways the yeah. game, you know, and. Everybody seemed to love Final Fantasy XV, so I should give it a chance at some point. So if it was on Switch, I'd probably do that. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. I check out that Pocket one too. I don't play a lot of phone games though, and I can imagine a game like that would probably kill my phone oh, battery yeah. real quick. So Ooh, probably, probably yeah. won't go to phone. But if it was the Pocket Edition on Switch, I'll probably mm-hmm. check it out for sure. Like, th- here's the thing: it's like if it came down to Final Fantasy or Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm gonna play Xenoblade Chronicles because yeah. I actually care about that. So I really want another Tactics to come out. Oh, dude, Ugh. you and me both. So you good. and me both. I bought a PSP for just that uh, <laughs> PSP. Yeah. Whatever War of the Lions Tactics game. That was so good. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Cool. So in Xbox news. Xbox Live went down for over five hours oh. this past Tuesday night. Um, unless online was disabled completely, many users was, were unable to launch any apps or games on their Xbox One. This is exactly what people were afraid of when Microsoft first spoke of online requirements for their consoles. Yeah. So this happened to me personally the other night uh, when that happened. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything at all. You would launch any app on your... It didn't matter if it was a video app or a game. Yeah. A disc-based game or a downloaded game. It would show like the loading screen mm-hmm. of the game and then it would fade back to the That's home screen. That's crazy. No what. Hashtag so I sat, single sign-on issues. I sat in the queue for Microsoft support because um, I was actually... I, I was frustrated at first because I couldn't get on Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was just something like with my alpha access or something. So I sat in a queue... Uh, for support and I should have realized when the queue was like 600 people long that there was clearly something going on and then I finally got in and the guy was like oh yeah well we're experiencing some Xbox issues you should try it in offline mode and that makes me so fucking mad because do you guys remember in I think 2011 or 2012 when 
rumors of Xbox One being always online. Oh yeah, first. I remember. They were. And that guy yeah. got. That, that guy got. Like, well, that guy, that the guy who made a drift, yeah. got fired from Microsoft because he was online saying, "It's it's the future. Embrace it. It's stupid not to." Like this yeah. is exactly why people had those fears because they're paying a shit ton of money for a service and a system that is potentially unusable because of networking issues. And that yeah. happened exactly that way for four hours. Like that is some people's That's crazy night, to me too because like I know? know PlayStation is the same way if you have a secondary PS4, but you can set yeah. a single PS4 as your primary one and those will always work offline. Um, so I was actually, yeah. I'm actually surprised Xbox didn't have that. I wouldn't have known. I would have just assumed that it worked like that. I, that I I didn't I didn't have any any idea that going offline would fix it until the guy told me. So sucks for any of those people that just dealt with it. So wait, know? what was your fix? You had to but go offline. It, there's, I had to go in and like my network settings and make it go Weird. offline. Um, yeah, that is excessive. Yeah, because it would connect and it would let you see your friends huh. list, um, but it wouldn't let you load anything at all. It was really frustrating. Jeez. Yeah. Well, less frustrating for sure. Uh, This past week at Gamescon, Rare and Microsoft confirmed that Sea of Thieves will be cross-play between Xbox and PC. Um, So we talked about this before and how Tristan is in this NDA for it. Um, so hopefully when that lifts, we'll be able to give you some more information about this oh, game. Oh man, I can't um, wait until I can talk about that game. It's, <laughs> uh, like, I know that I set the bar high for that in my mind, because I was really, I love pirates and shit, and I love Rare, back when Rare was cool. Yeah. And so far, what I've spent in that game is just blowing me away, so I can't wait to talk about it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, also in... Uh, Xbox Microsoft News. Microsoft put the rumors of an enhanced version of ReCore to rest by announcing ReCore the Definitive Edition. The rework game contains the inclusion of the fifth robot frame that was missing from the original release. However, So you current... don't get that in the old version then? At, at any point? It doesn't sound like it. Wow. Which sucks. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, don't get what? But... Current owners of the standard edition will receive the DLC for free. Yeah, no, you get it. Oh, okay. Which means as long as they download the DLC, they'll be able to get that content. Okay, well, Yeah, but will the game okay, be fun? Fine. No. I'm sorry. It was fun for, like, the first half, and then it just... You, you hit this wall where it's just... Ugh. Listen, Some people I like to really, grind, I, babe. I Some have... Like I love... Grind. The characters and the robots and the world that they're going for so i i have a feeling it's going to get a sequel and when it does i'm hoping it's something that's fleshed out you think it will get a sequel even after like the tepid response that it i got think microsoft will try launch they don't have sh- they don't have shit i don't know maybe not they killed scalebound that is true they they don't really have a lot on their stable right now but they killed scalebound which looked good so, so who knows you know yeah. who knows well, Spencer does. Um, so, I have a question for y'all. What's up? Is your Xbox One dashboard too dark? Well, mm-hmm. good news. The UI has been given a fresh, Not yet. much Not lighter yet coat of paint Not yet. in an it's upcoming coming. update. Yeah. My go. God, let me finish my sentence, boys. You're giving out, you're giving out alternative Upcoming facts. update. Oh, my God. Don't. Oh, my God. 
I'm so not, sorry. Not the place for that, Tony. I'm so sorry. Um. Yeah, that's not out yet. It's coming out soon. Um, speaking of possibly coming out soon, not very soon actually. Um, but Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which is a very popular PC game, very popular streaming game. Um, it's the most is, streamed game of all time. Which is real fun. Most watched streamed game of all time, too. Because it's, cause it's nuts, just con- so good. Considering how big uh, League of Legends used to be. I don't know if it is. Oh, yeah. Um, but Player Unknown Battlegrounds has been confirmed as a console exclusive for Xbox One. Hell yeah. They need it. They that need was that they so bad. They really need it. That was so it. smart of them. They need that so bad. They really need it. I don't care how much money Microsoft spent on it, but it was well, well worth it. Which is weird because I know H1Z1 is still being planned for PS4, and it's been like that for years now. Yeah. They've been, they've been talking about having... I wonder if that's still even a consideration. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, those King of the Hill type games, they're huge now. So yeah. it's a pretty big win for, for Microsoft. Definitely. Um, so up next in our just general industry news, uh, Amazon has quietly removed their two-week window where gamers could save 20% off of Lame new games. As so that discount fuck. is... Yeah. So that discount is now only available to pre-orders. So prior to the two-week window of when it comes out. Um, Tekken is coming to iOS and Android, complete with story mode, multiplayer, and a hundred unlockable characters. Um, so that, I mean, that sounds exciting. I'm also like, how, like, are do you need a peripheral to use with it? Like, how are they going to make that touch compatible? I mean, they did it with like Marvel versus Capcom. So I'm just very curious as to how they're going to pull it off on mobile. Um, Bioware announced that Mass Effect Andromeda will not receive any single-player content, which is a first for the series. At least additional. Uh, HAL Laboratory, which are the creators of Kirby and Super Smash Bros., they are creating a mobile games division called HAL Egg with their first game due out this fall. Uh, In uh, Blizzard news... Overwatch's D.Va is getting a lot of character changes in the future. Players can expect her shield to be nerfed by around 50% uh, in terms of the duration. That's a lot, but she's also gaining new abilities um, in order to use her weapons while she's hovering or flying, and she's also getting a new micro-missiles ability. Um, Mercy is also getting a lot of big changes to her character. Um, Resurrect is not going to be her ultimate anymore it's going to be a secondary ability um, which is going to slowly recover over time i think it's like 30 seconds and her ultimate is going to be becoming a valkyrie giving her the ability to fly um, among other things unlimited ammo reduced cooldowns for her secondary abilities things like that i don't know Um, if this is true but i think that her res now will only res one person instead of a group yeah it's going to be a single player um resurrection every Basically it's every really 30 gonna, seconds. It's really going to make people like me who main Mercy have to start thinking about how you're going to play that character. You can no longer yeah. just kind of, you know, hide, wait for everyone to die, rush in, save the day. Yeah. Well, in the patch notes and the developer notes, they were talking about how that ultimate really became for Mercy players. Like, 
a reason to step out of a team fight. And so to counteract that, um, they're trying to kind of bump her up so that. And not only that, like, yeah, people would get mad at you for not doing that, which is really, you know, not promoting team play very well. Definitely not. I, I think that this I'm I'm very excited to to try her changes out. I think yeah. that this is a step in the right direction. I think it's live. Character. I don't have the PTR installed anymore, but I think it is live in the PTR right now. So yeah, well maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock is getting a 10th anniversary edition, which will include a copy of the Bioshock collection and an 11 inch Big Daddy statue. Which sounds so cool. Yeah, the statue, like the drill moves. Oh, that's cool. No wonder it's so expensive. That's so good. Yeah. Um, It's weird that a game that's 10 years old that they couldn't even get, like, a functional mobile port for, they're, like, still caring about, you know. It's such a good game, though. I guess they did have that collection last year, which is pretty good. Um, But that collection, uh, the anniversary edition is going to be $200 to compress. $200. Two hundos. Oh, yeah. But it's so nice. I do love some Big Daddy. <laughs> mm, don't you know it? Man. Uh, so SNES Classic pre-orders went up Drill on Best me, Buy. Big Daddy. Oh my God! Can that be the name of the episode? <laughs> Drill me, Big Daddy. Anyway, uh, SNES Classic pre-orders went up on the Best Buy website the night of August twenty-first through twenty-second and ended in disaster. As you probably expected. I mean, it has been a disaster ever since. Yes. Yep. Um, Walmart's yeah, I, canceling pre-orders. and Nobody can get it. And scalpers are going crazy. And ThinkGeek has these fucking obnoxious bundles. And it's just awful. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I'm sad pre-orders, about it. pre-orders went live early again. People started ordering them. They started getting canceled again. Then they went live universally. Uh, despite Nintendo promising that they were going to do better with stock this time as opposed to the NES Classic, they still went out of stock immediately because scalpers have bought set up to click and buy as soon as oh, that stuff's available. Oh, they have a bot uh, they've been using. Yeah, so yeah. Sites, sites went down because of overuse of traffic. People couldn't get it. And then retailers like GameStop, who own ThinkGeek, have taken advantage of the consumer's by setting aside a certain number of pre-orders of the SNES Classic as bundles with other stuff from ThinkGeek. So you pay a much higher price and you get stuff that you don't really want, um, which is very shady to me, personally. Like, just give the people It just what they feels want. like shit. Yeah, it's... It, it's as... This, like, this makes everybody on every side look bad. You know, it makes Nintendo look bad right now because... There's no reason for this shortage other than press, you know? Like I was telling Antonio, they are almost guaranteed using really cheap off-the-shelf parts for these chips, which means in theory, all they have to make is plastic casing. And they should have no problem doing that. And they should have no problem making controllers. And they should have no problem sending that to stores. So that sucks. And then for retailers to, A, not be able to handle that load on their website, and B, take advantage of customers by price gouging is yep. stupid. Yeah, it's... It's not, it's not fair to the consumer, but... Super annoying. 
I, I have kind of decided like I'm not going to jump through all of these unless like I wake up one day and Nintendo New York's Twitter is like, holy shit, dude, we have a thousand in pre-orders right now. Yeah. I maybe I'll walk over, but like I'm not gonna jump through all these hoops to play Star Fox Two, especially since they yeah. should all exist on Switch. Switch should have, Switch should have a virtual console offering that rivals the SNES Classic. Yep. Hundred percent agreed. So I'm gonna um, just kind of blow through these last points, um, just because I really want to talk about Play NYC. Um, so Gwent is getting a pro league with an awards pot uh, upwards of $850,000, uh, which means goodbye world. I'm going to go play Gwent professionally. Um, next Bethesda announced release dates for their VR projects. So Skyrim VR is coming out November 17th for PSVR. Doom um, VFR uh, is coming out December 1st. Are either of you guys going to pick up Skyrim VR? Probably not. No. No. If I was going to buy Skyrim again, it would be for the Definitive Edition. I don't think I would want to play it in VR. Is the VR one not the Definitive Edition? Um, I don't know. I don't don't think... I mean, the Definitive Edition plays in, like, 4K. Oh. So. Probably not. Um... Like, I'm, I'm going to get it for Switch, because I love Skyrim, and I love the yeah. idea that I can take it with me, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I'm I mean, it sounds sold. cool, but, like... I, I just don't... I don't think that I buy into games not designed for VR, being ported to VR, and being a quality product. I would yeah. have to see it, you know? Yeah. I think that I'll, I'll have to wait to see. But, like, technically, Resident Evil 7 is... A standard yeah. game that was also put in VR, and that plays really fucking well. Yeah, that's but, true. But, I mean, I they definitely oh, they had, had, yeah, that they had that in that mind from sure. the start. Um, what they did was damn but, impressive. I mean, it... Oh, yeah. They, yeah, it looks so good. It's fucking terrifying. But, I mean, like, it, it could be cool. Um, I think, like, I would want other people to play it, and then I'll watch it and see if it's something worth getting. Um, and then also Fallout 4 VR is coming out December 12th, um, only for Vive. Um, next up, Frontier Developments, the team behind the space exploration sim Elite Dangerous, um, which is a big fan between Tristan, uh, and Will. Oh, yeah. Um, they announced Jurassic World Evolution coming in 2018. Oh, that's who's making that? Yeah. Oh, no shit. So basically, it's a simulator where players build their own dino park and hope real, everyone doesn't real, die. Real quick, it's, yo, I I played uh, Jurassic Park Park Builder on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know there's a game Shit. like that. I'm gonna pick that up. Yeah, dude. I'm serious for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get it for you. It's uh, really good. I've, actually, I forgot to say I've been playing quite a bit of Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, which is a Jurassic yeah. Park Park Sim game that came out on PS2, Xbox, and PC. Um, and to this day, there's still a modding community behind it. What have you been yeah. playing it on, PC? Uh, to this day, there's still a modding community for it, and it's pretty active. And uh, it's mm. funny because if I went on uh, Frontier Frontier's uh, tweet about the announcement, because I was super pumped for this, I'm so still really excited. Mm-hmm. And like the the reaction from people 
was insane because some people have been waiting for this game for at this point 12 years they've wanted a proper sequel and all we've gotten were shitty two shitty mobile games that were nothing but cash grabs for in-app purchases um yeah, dude, get that, get, get that game. Oh, I'm going to. What's it called? Jurassic Park Park Builder? Yo, Jurassic I'm Park, Park right Builder. Now. I'm stoked. You made my, you made my day. Tress, what are you eating? I'm not eating anything because last time I shamed you for eating on the podcast. It sure sounds like I you're would eating. never dare be a hypocrite. It sure sounds like you got something in your mouth. Um, it's a big wiener. I knew it. Definitely not margarita pizza. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so lastly, Square Enix announced Secret of Mana is getting a full 3D remake with voiceover for PS4, PS Vita, and Steam. The game is set to release this coming February. Oh, these Aww, little people. Which is going to be so, so cute. Look at this little T-Rex. He can't cause much damage. Look at him. He's so cute. I take it. I take it, Antonio. He's so found cute. The Advanced game. I think so. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Is that it for news? Yeah, that's that is going to be it for the news. Um, All right. So... You guys are, are going to pop in and talk about Play NYC, which I wasn't in attendance for, so I'm going to listen. And you can ask like questions this. if you have Okay. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Tris, ask us questions if you have any questions. Yes. Did you have fun? Yes. Was it... Like, this is my big question. Uh, I've been to a number of PAXs at this point. Yeah. And as I grow older, which I think I've talked about this on the podcast, I have become less inclined to believe that PAX is meant for me. Yeah. Um, in in this stage of my life. Did did play NYC feel just like another PAX or did it feel like a you know, like a refreshing reboot that, that something like that needs? Let me tell you something real quick. Mm-hmm. I like so I've only been to PAX Same. twice, right? The, the past two years. And like the first year I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm gonna go to every booth. This is incredible. Like right. this is all my dreams. And then like the second time that we went, I still had a really good time, but I was like, hmm, this is a place where I spend money to go yeah. in and spend more money and wait three hours in line to try to play something for 10 minutes. Yeah. That, like, like, I, I feel the same way. May or, I had, may or may not be good. I don't know what it was about this last PAX specifically, but I had a good time there because yeah. I was with you guys, not yeah. because I was at PAX. 100%. So I would go to PAX again well, if I was going yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Don't so think here's, that I would here's go my, to here's my take. Uh, what Danny said, but also I was talking to Dan, the guy who uh, ran the event, who we interviewed, and I was like, you know, I said one of the things that makes this so great is – we don't have anything like this around here, so we usually go to PAX in Boston, which is expensive, like we just said. I said, and right. Tristan and I usually end up going and hitting Tiny Build and all the indie booths anyway. Um, I said, and this right. is nothing yeah. but that. And like, even right now, um, I built some pretty cool relationships with some indie devs in New York. Uh, one of them, you know, they just started following me, and one of them was like super pumped when he saw that I have Mario Rabbids and were, you know, tweeting back and forth about it. And I found out he lives in my neighborhood, like literally. Yeah. So it's like super cool. He's like, yeah, that's awesome. So, so it was like, cause I know there were a couple like big name publishers. There were no big name. The the biggest name public. It was. Yeah. The biggest one was Avalanche. They're local in New York. That was the biggest one. 
Oh. But, okay. like, to be honest with you, Tristan, like, we... I I didn't have, like, a whole lot of expectations for it. Like, mm-hmm. it was the first one. Like, I didn't know how smoothly it was going to go. Like, there was a lot of planning that went involved. I was super excited for it. Um, and we walked in, and I yeah. was completely blown away. Everyone was excited. Um, the fact that every booth was playable was huge, um, which was something that, like, Dan was really pushing for when he was kind of, you know, getting people on board for it. Right. Um, and, like... And this is Dan yeah. Butchko? Dan Butchko, yeah. The guy that yeah, you, yeah. You, guys, you interviewed for the site. Yes. Uh, okay. Which, please check out that interview. Um, oh, he's really, a really super cool dude. Really, like, dude. really cool guy. He's amazing. Um like honestly, like we were. It's all right. There'll be one. There'll be one yeah. next year. He, next year for sure. So they, here's did they, so, did they yeah. Say next so yeah, uh, actually, he just tweeted out today. They broke records. Uh, their site got visited seventy five thousand times during that weekend. They were the top in the top wow. three trending on Twitter, and yeah, and really? uh, they hit five thousand attendees. They sold out every day. What were they? Did they? Give you any indication of like what they were anticipating for attendance compared no, to what they um, got, or I don't think he really knew what to I expect. Don't think so. You know, because mm-hmm. nobody ever, nobody, yeah, no one ever right. did That's anything like this one. in the city before, right. really. But I, I said to him when I interviewed him, I said, "There's yeah. such a big thirst for something like this," and uh, I like to imagine in my head that he yeah. like expected like he may have you know, a thousand people, and then the fact that five thousand. Oh, I like I was I just tweeted him yeah. today. I said he's like I feel. It feels incredible. I can't even imagine. Nice. I mean, he should he should definitely yeah. feel super proud. And I mean, like, Tony, you were just saying, like, there, there's a huge thirst for something like that. And that's exactly, like, what we felt while we were there. Everyone who came was, like, genuinely excited and was, like, talking one-on-one to the people who were making the games. Like, right. for the, like... 99% of it, like, if you were at a booth and you, like, were talking to the person manning the booth, you were talking to the developer. Yeah. You were talking to the um, the Unity engineer. You were talking to the artist. Like, it was so cool to be able to, like, actually, like, go up, enjoy these games, and, like, have casual, like, conversations with just genuinely really cool people and everyone was talking with each other there were um a lot of kids who actually ended up going which was something that was surprising like, I like we saw really a lot of like families that. that were going and like yeah, enjoying I, I games saw, together like, father that's and cool. son like mother and, it was really and daughter nice. and all that I, I think that's one of my problems with pax now compared to when i used to go is that it's grown into this machine now where they expect everybody to be the same type of gamer yeah um which is like you know that that hardcore elite gamer who or a hardcore cosplayer and a lot of those people have kind of the same mindset which isn't the kind of mindset that i like to generally you know basically i'm saying a lot of gamers are rude yeah no that's a hundred percent valid i think out of the four of us I'm probably the closest target audience to what PAX is for. Yeah, I, I Which is fine. Hard, I have such a hard time these days getting excited by like huge AAA stuff. Like like Antonio That's said, what excites us. Stuff yeah. Is really what excites yeah. me. It's to see what 
what the little guys doing and, and how they're trying to advance the industry. Yeah. And I mean, we, we saw some like really, really cool things. Um, and we have a, a couple different write-ups on the site. Um, yeah, going I saw, into more I saw your stuff. guys' video about Pet the Pup at the party, and I downloaded that shit last night. I actually paid nice. for it. I gave the guy some money for it. Nice. Uh, it is so good. I had so much fun playing Pet the Pup at the party. Uh, if you don't know what that is, we have a write-up on the site. You literally are a dude or a girl at a party, and you need to find the dog in the procedurally generated house and pet the yeah. shit out of it. That's it. Yep. It's, it's like, it. it's seriously like so brilliant. It's just yeah. like so genius and it looks beautiful. It plays beautifully. Like you find out if they're like good dogs that, or not. That was like, clearly made yeah. by like one dude, right? Like Yes, that, it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. He was really cool too. He was very like, nice. That was like, that was like his, like his CS capstone. Yeah. I mean, everyone was super nice. Who knows? Actually, you know what? I did a little bit of research on him and he was like a creative director for like, buzzfeed or like really yeah he's whatever like a, whatever he does fucking keep it up because that game was so i had so much fun playing that silly 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 simple game yeah he's like looking at his resume he's like a really cool dude that like just it seems like just like decided to pick up like making games he has a couple other things um like on like the app store and stuff too uh, it's mm -hmm. all linked on the site so if you want to check out his other stuff or just like his art website too you can um go to the site for mm -hmm. the pet the pup article and then i linked it down on the bottom there was some stuff that i really um, liked there yeah it was so cool there were so many just like really great ideas there too and like such a collaborative feel like everyone was just like genuinely really excited to like just see and be excited about what other people are doing. And that whole atmosphere is inviting. just so... And positive. So inviting. It's, like, so right. energizing. Yeah. Like, I was exhausted by the end of the day because I was so excited about what everyone was doing. It was absolutely contagious. And, like, it was so fun. It actually, like, it had so much more than mm -hmm. I thought it would have. Um and, like, I know I said I went into it with, like, not a whole lot of expectations, but, like, I was, like, absolutely blown away by, like, how many people were there, the quality of the stuff that was there, like, mm -hmm. the whole vibe of the event was, like, really, really spectacular. Um, like, 10 out of 10 would play yeah. NYC Definitely. again. And... Um, and just to confirm, they are doing it again next year, uh, or is it too early to tell? There's there's nothing official, but um, definitely like something. Yeah, definitely, that definitely be something he really wants. To I, do. I hope. I yeah. hope that next year they do it, and I hope I think we, get we will. To be I think we have a really good relationship because this, yeah, this was a really really good fun fun stuff. And did you get what were most were of most almost of the devs all of them there, were New York. Like, local that was the devs? big thing. Yeah. So like the people were, who do okay. next up yeah. hero, they're based in Queens. Um, the guy that I've been chatting mm -hmm. with, he's doing a game called Membrane, which is this little uh, platforming physics puzzler uh, that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, yeah. He lives in Crown Heights. Uh, this guy making that VR platform. Remember that VR that VR game that you and I yeah. saw a while back, Tris, at Indicade that I really loved? 
Yeah. So like I thought it was dead, yeah. and I thought it didn't exist anymore. And I, he was there. Oh, you saw We were on the third. Yeah. Oh, oh, he totally remember. remember. We were on the third floor. And I saw the that's banner, cool. and I was like, yo, and he's like, oh my god, how are you? I was like, holy shit, Dude, you're still making this game? Awesome. Uh, he's like, yeah, so he, he let me play. He has a whole new level. Um, he has a whole new game mode. Mm. He has a animator, a sound designer. He has like a whole team. Yeah, he's got a whole team now. Really? Sony's even more interested than before. Huh. Um, and that's if dope. we do end up getting an Oculus, which we may get for the team, uh... He's all like, yo, I've got, you know, I'll send you weekly builds, whatever. I was like, that's sweet. Um, Dude, I'm going to give that game a shout out. Another one that I really enjoyed was, it's called Frog X Bird. So think, it, oh so it's God, by yes. a guy, uh, two, two guys, Brian and, let me guess his name. I think it's Josh. Uh, yeah. So uh, two guys, uh one of them is an engineer at Avalanche Studios. And one thing that was really cool that I learned about Avalanche, which, by the way, the guys who make Just Cause 3, is that they let their uh, employees make their own games, and they can release them under their own name. You know, Avalanche doesn't... Yeah. Oh, they don't have any, yep. they don't have any kind of like... And what was really cool, because really I was talking, nice. I was That's chatting cool. with the Avalanche uh, engineer who works on their in-game engine, like super fascinating stuff, like the people you talk to there. And he's like, Oh yeah, you should check out my uh, one of our other guys here, Brian. He's got his own he's got his own game. It's basically like Smash Brothers in the most distilled form possible. If you could distill that to two buttons and no power ups, and dude, I shit you mm. not, it was like it's like Smash Brothers, except your character is yeah. the character from and it was Joust, like it was like essentially that's cool. Not to knock all the other games because they were incredible, but it was like the one of the lives of the party. Like it was, people were so into it. Yeah, everybody was kind yeah. of all about it. Super cool game. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, there was a lot of really good stuff that's there. Cool. Uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, a next day thing, right? I did. Did you guys go both days? I I went. Uh, yeah, okay. the whole day with Will and Danny and then um, the next day uh, I brought Omar with and we only stayed till like 2 because um, I showed him all the stuff I really liked mm -hmm. and he checked out some stuff yeah oh, Omar's Omar? a good dude shout out oh, to Omar he still, he still listens to us Hi, all the time too so, good guy miss you I, uh, I guess you know like I get and I'm pumped that there were so many cool indie devs uh, and so many cool games jealous i didn't get to play any of them i guess what i want to know is like as an experience i liked it more than pax it was a lot like, more okay, personal i was able at. to chat with people i didn't have to wait in line people who were waiting in line who were or if you were like waiting to play something they were super cool you know you would just shoot the shit while you're waiting and, and you're just staring at this mm -hmm. game or i would like there was some times where i was like waiting for a game and i actually you know, the wait was a little while, which I didn't mind. And then I would actually go to the next one over and play this other person's game. And then the person who was actually waiting behind me was like, oh, hey, this spot's open now. And that kind of shit you don't get at PAX. Like, it was just... Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it was just... It was very all about the games and the fun. Yeah. That's cool. I think for me, it's so hard to compare the two. Be mm -hmm. For me, because I, 
I will admit 100%, I'm a AAA whore. I love AAA games. I love the fanfare of PAX. I love buying shit at PAX. Right. So, like, that is so exciting to me. But this was exciting yeah. in a completely other way. It just had such a different vibe, and I really loved everything that was there and the people mm -hmm. that were there. And I think, like, literally just that, like, this n network of, like, such tight, like, cool indie devs that you can just like walk up to and talk to and like play their games and like you know give them like at certain points like you know devs were asking us for yeah. you know critiques and like what we thought and like things that we can that nice. they could implement in the game like you can't <clears throat> you can't have that experience at a pax right. so like on that level like that was so cool yeah and, and a lot I, more personal so much more personal That's cool. um so like and i really they, they, felt they, like at certain points like i like my opinions and like what i'm telling this person like could affect like yeah. the outcome of this cool game like that right that right. you can't you can't replicate that anywhere else no, that's cool so like that was just like so mind-blowing and like i i love packs for like yeah. very different reasons mm -hmm. um i wouldn't be able to like say one is better than the other because they're, like they're, they're very different they're just Here, both here's, so here's my final take and like, very different next year when <laughs> we're if we decide to go to pax east and we're planning for it i would go if you guys go yeah I mean, uh, I'm going to go, yeah, so, so then I'm I guess you're coming with me. But this, so here's the thing. <laughs> this, Play NYC. Oh, fuck. Yes. Does that mean I have to go so to play, So play, yep. yeah, well. And Will, you're coming. You're not getting out of it this Will, year. Will, you're not getting out of it again this year. Because you're We're already, all... you're going to be married. You can't, you can't be like, I'm going to save for my wedding. Because you know what, bud? Done. You will, you will already be wedded. Um. It's I should just late. get him a, I should just get go. him a PAX pass as a wedding. That'd be good. Oh my God. But like. Play NYC really is good. the kind of thing where I would honestly just go to by myself if I had to just and I, I the networking right. that you can that you can get with people is great. Like I was chatting with these guys. Um, shout out to Jacob, I think your name was. I'm so fuzzy. <laughs> from uh, Indie Hangover. They're a real cool small site. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. also shout out to Dual Shockers. Uh, I think his name was Al. He was the co-founder. I was chatting with him. And Dual Shockers is no small site. And I was just like, you know, talking to him about yeah. us and us as a site and, you know, the the challenges we faced and things like that. And he's like, no, you guys are doing great. You're on the right track. So it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have one more question. Yeah. Was most of what you guys saw there being developed for, you know, PC Steam, Greenlight stuff, or, or was, was there any kind of... It was a good presence? mixture. There was um, actually a pretty good mix. We saw also a lot of mobile. Okay. Um, hmm. Which was pretty cool. Um, we saw, I like, a handful yeah. of things for Switch. Um, okay. We saw uh, at least one thing that was 3DS. We saw... Um, I'd say like a couple that were Xbox mm -hmm. slash PS4 slated. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, like I'd say like about an equal amount of those to th people who were very interested in Switch or like yeah, I was, I was just going to say Switch. like a lot of yeah. it was um, Steam, which isn't surprising. And then usually I've yeah. seen at these playcrafting events like PS4 is next in line because it seems to be as far as the consoles go, the most easiest to get on. 
um, whereas Xbox is a little more mm-hmm. difficult, and Switch uh, mm-hmm. is even more so, which is 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 a bummer to hear. Um, but there was still a lot of enthusiasm and hope for people that wanted to go on Switch with their games. Definitely. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, overall, like, the the biggest thing, definitely, mm-hmm. like, PC, Steam. Um, and then, after that, probably, like, iOS and mobile. There were, like, a, a really good amount of that. And then I would say, like, consoles yeah. slash VR. Um, but still, like, a very decent smattering of, of things. Um, and we even saw, like, a couple... Um, of different like games that were more of like interactive design, like almost like mm-hmm. uh, installations or art pieces too, which was like really cool to see and like think about. Um, yeah, as like a concept, like this is this is more so like using a game as a medium to create a work of art instead, or like an interactive piece of art, um, mm-hmm. than like making a game to like sell and have for yeah yeah like something like this this is a game that they developed so that people will specifically go to a place and Mm -hmm. have an experience with it instead of it being like a way of economy um which is a really cool way of thinking about games which like i've it it, like i've seen games like that before but it like never really clicked until i saw it there like how yeah, cool. Yeah, so that I mean is. if if anyone here's like interested, Danny has an excellent write up about um pet the pup of the pet the pet, pet, pet the pup of the party. Um pet the pet the pet the pet the the party. I also have a write up um detailing maybe like ten games I'm super stoked for that caught my eye on varying platforms. Um and I also have the interview that we did with Dan embedded. Um, but yeah, it was it was really really cool. Uh, Trish, yeah. you you're gonna love it next year. It was very cool. It's it's definitely geared yeah, more excited. towards us for sure. Yeah, and I'm I mean excited. definitely like fingers crossed. Like Play NYC Part Two next year is gonna be incredible. But like if you are in the New York City area, take a look at Playcrafting because they have a lot of other events. Um, that are a little bit smaller scale than this, um, but they're still doing stuff year-round. Like, they're a really incredible just kind of organization and network of indie developers, and you can take classes with them. Um, you can, like, like anything in games oh, that you can real, think real of, quick, you can do with them. Real quick shout-out, they're, um, they, uh, yeah. they're also in Boston, um, L.A., L.A. and San Fran. And yeah. San Francisco? Yeah. Um, so if you're out those ways too, I know definitely in San Francisco they have classes as well, probably in those other locations. Take a look at their website. Um, I'm thinking about taking so a class myself with them. They have they like, have uh, that payment plans so too, cool. so you don't have to pay it all at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have like an eight week um, like immersive learn yeah. unity in eight weeks kind of thing. Um and like a lot of the developers that were actually at Play NYC are like so, former students. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of them actually knew each other too. Stuff. So they they were talking about it. Um, it was re- it was just really cool. Like, and of course, please, like everybody please knows check Bobby. Them out there. Shout out to Bobby. So cool. Yeah, shout out to Bobby. Um, yeah, love. Yeah, it. that was pretty much it. Yeah, it was great. I know, like we were like ragging on Will before the recording started that like 
our podcast was going to be so short because he wasn't here, but... Well, there was a lot of news with games. We talk a lot, too. Um, Cool, guys. Thanks for telling me about uh, Play NYC. I'm excited for next year. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, But everybody out there, if you are uh, interested in talking to us about anything that we saw or anything we talked about, um, if you were at Play NYC, like, fucking tweet at us. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Raider. We're on Twitch. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, We're uh, obviously on a podcast, but you can find this podcast in a number of different places. Um, Talk to your friends about us. Um, We are so humbled by how much you guys have um, enjoyed our Play NYC coverage and also just like enjoy what we do in general um we obviously really enjoy talking about games but we're also very excited to be able to share it with you guys and have you guys you know receive it so well um so thank you guys so much out there for listening to us and having um such great conversations with us and just being excited about the same things that we're excited about um so if you want to drop us a tweet um, please do. We're all very nice. Um, again, at Pixel Raider, check out the site. Um, we'd love hearing from you guys. And um, honestly, like it's been such a pleasure being able to talk to so many of you in the past like week from all the Play NYC stuff. So thank you guys very much. Like, please uh, talk to us. We're like so excited to talk to you guys about just yeah. nerdy shit. That's it. So yeah, we're done. It. This wraps up here. episode 78 that's of it. Picture Raiders Land Party. I don't even think we introduced ourselves. I'm Antonio. Bye. Yeah, that's the way I'm we Danny. do it. End of the I'm podcast, we say who we are. Bam. Boing, boing. It's been a mystery all along. Like, I want to imagine that, like, this whole podcast has gone by. Who yeah. the fuck is that talking? Yeah, and basically, like, the whole time that Tristan's been talking, it's been, like, those, like, fucking mafia, like, true crime history channel shows where, like, he's in silhouette and, like, his war sounds like this. Just, like, the whole time. Uh, like, we're going to go back and in post edit that so that, like, the whole time he's talking, it sounds like that. <laughs> All right, see. We'll see you guys next week. Um, Bye. Oh, goodbye. Bye, it's going to be a great episode next week. Get, get, get fucking hyped. Get hyped!